Fierce Leadership Podcast. What is up, everybody? Welcome to the Fierce Leadership Podcast. My name is Pastor Mark Carter. Welcome to the podcast. We like to say around here that we are connecting your Bible to your leadership and your leadership to your Bible. Our mission remains to bring you a weekly dose of Bible-centric leadership coaching that will foster greater confidence, improve your leadership instincts, and keep you leading from a heart that is connected to Jesus. We're talking about how to share our God story, and we talked about a basic plan in the last section. We said there's really only three parts. Pray for them, be around them, and invite them. And we started with spiritual preparation. This is the Christmas cookie dough. We got to have the right theology and the right prayer. Now let's move on to deliberate intentionality. It is intentional. It is deliberate. You know, I'm not a fisherman, but if I was going to invest in fishing today, knowing what I know about how I have fished in the past, I would need a fish finder. You know what those are, right? They're this tool that is installed in a boat that allows the fishermen to see under the water where the fish are. I have spent too many fishing trips wishing I knew where the fish were. I'd go out there with a friend and maybe I was with somebody that didn't know what they were doing. I definitely didn't know what I was doing. And so we would try different places, but it's like, dude, we're here a couple hours and we didn't catch nothing because we don't know where the fish are. Today, if I was going to invest in this, I would get a fish finder because Oh my word, dude, if there's something that can tell me where the fish are, I just want to go where the fish are. You might consider that cheating. I would just consider it um, the wisdom of somebody who wants to eat. So uh, I would try to get a fish finder. In the same way, we want to go where the fish are, evangelistically speaking. Jesus said that he would make the disciples and including us fishers of men. If we're going to be good fishers of men, we want to go where they are. Here's what we mean by deliberate intentionality. It's not just going to happen. It's not just going to happen that people are going to be like, hey, can you tell me about your God? I think that has happened maybe twice in the past 25 years of my life. It doesn't happen very often. By contrast, when I steer the conversation into things of God, occasionally people are like, I don't really want to talk about that. But that has only happened like twice in the past 25 years. What is the point? The point is we need to have a relational strategy. We need to be thoughtful about this. When, where, and with whom am I going to seek to build relationship in order to share God's word and God's gospel with them? Here's what's true today, man. We need relationship definitely. Okay, occasionally maybe you'll just be teed up oh my word, you're in the right place at the right time. You're ready to share the gospel. That actually has happened to me once when I was part of a construction crew. Um, I'm with a group of meatheads and we're working in this room on fixing up a hotel. And I just have a captive audience of about 15 people. And somebody asks me kind of in a like, hey, Carter, why don't you tell us? Wasn't even a Christian. They asked me and I had like, you know, you get like three minutes. Oh boy, you better talk fast and get everything in. And I took the opportunity, but that, Almost never happens. Most of the time for someone to be open to us, we need to have built a relationship with them in such a way that they trust us. So here's the challenge for us. Not only do we spiritually prepare, but we are deliberately intentional with people for the purpose of becoming their actual friend. Now, it's true that we do have an ultimate objective of them coming to know 
Christ. That is not the same thing as having an ulterior motive. We're not just trying to trick them. It's not like, well, I'm only being your friend to lead you to Christ. No, we're genuinely trying to get to know them and love them and be their friend. But the point is, it's not just going to happen. So we need to go where the people are. So one of the first things that we need to do is ask the question, where am I going to go to do this? When or, or where? who are the people that I'm going to find to do this with? So I'm including uh, as part of the post, as part of this podcast, however you're getting this, there should be a PDF called My Circle of Influence. This is your fishing pond. And these are just the areas where we're going to tend to have relationships that God wants to live through. And there's people in each one of these spheres uh, where he wants us to reach people. So in these different spheres, there's us at the center. And then one sphere out is our immediate family. And then as we go clockwise around the sphere, there's also a group that are my relatives that aren't necessarily my immediate family. Then we keep going down and there's close friends. These are not my immediate family, my relatives, but they are close to me. Then as you keep going around the clock, there's work associates and neighbors. These don't necessarily belong in any of the other three spheres. And then as we go back up, making our way back to the top of the clock, there are acquaintances. These are just people, oh, I know them, they know of me, but we're not necessarily tied in any capacity. We want to ask the question, we want to actually have some prayerful, thoughtful work and say, God, who are the people in each one of these areas that you want to meet me in this season right now to be intentional with for the sake of the gospel? Meaning I'm developing a friendship with the ultimate purpose of explaining to them the gospel of Jesus Christ. That may take a while. It may take 20 minutes, uh, but it's something that I'm aiming at intentionally. Now, I would just tell you as a shortcut, if you've been walking with Jesus for very long and people know about it. The first three spheres are probably your less likely place to find fish because they already know that you are a Christ follower. And many of them, as their close friends, are already Christ followers themselves. For many of us, that's what's true. All that means is don't give up. That means you've got to go to the other two circles, the, the, le the most far away circles, you might say. They're not really far, but they're not as close as these other people. And in other words, you're going to find more fish likely uh, in the work associates and neighbors sphere and in the acquaintances sphere because they don't know you as well. You know, people that know you, they're like, oh, boy, I know what they're going to say or, oh, boy, uh, this is a phase they're going through or whatever. They feel like they've heard it, even though in many cases they haven't. The point is people that don't know you quite as well are willing to maybe get to know you and trust you as you build commonality and common ground. So here's the question. In each one of these spheres, who are the people that God may be laying on your heart to be intentional with? And when do you see them? There has to be a when. If there's not a when, then we need to adjust our schedule to make time. When am I going to decide this is when I'm going to put myself in proximity to them so that I might develop that relationship further. And of course, we want to do this all with prayer. This isn't just something we're trying to do in the flesh, but it is something we're leading. We're pushing forward. We're not just saying, well, Lord, if you want to say anything about this, we're saying, Lord, what do you say about this? And you can use your little PDF worksheet if you want to. But once you get there, once you've made a parking place in your life, so we talk about on the staff of Fierce, the church that I lead, when is your parking place for certain things? When is your parking place to develop a leader? When is your parking place 
uh, to read leadership material. You got to have parking places in your life, meaning this is a time you've set apart in the week where you're going to work on this. Well, in the same way, we have to have a parking place for sharing our faith. It might be three times a week. It might be, and when I say sharing our faith, I don't mean present the gospel. I mean, being in relationship with somebody where the ultimate intention is you want to befriend them and love them, hopefully so that they someday come to Christ. When is that? When are you building those relationships? Once you've decided when is the time and who are the people in these different spheres, now you want to build a relationship with those who are open. Again, we're paying attention to who's open here and here who's not. Some people you can just tell, dude, I'm not open about this. I had a, I got to tell me one time um, I was you know trying to be his friend and, and invite him to like churchy things. And he just flat out told me, he's like, hey man, you know, I appreciate it. I'm just not interested in this thing right now. Like what you're telling me, I don't care. And you know, it was like, oh wow, that was really blunt of him. But it was also really good because it it totally like set the table for me. It was like, oh, all right, well then I'll be cool with you and be your bro, but I'm not gonna push this agenda into your life. Uh, so what we do want to do is when they're open, we want to build common ground. Now you can build common ground about anything. The thing is you want to aim for it. That's why we have to become good question askers if we want to help people come to know Christ. We ask questions about their kids, the new baby, the new business, new friends. We're looking for common ground. What about their new marriage? Do we have any marital things in common? Maybe they really struggled or are struggling with infertility, and we know something about that. Maybe you lost a child and this person also did. Maybe you both had a rough upbringing. Maybe you're both as empty nesters now. This, These are just some of the things. What do we have in common which with these different people in these different spheres, and how can I build off that? That's not the entire relationship, but it's a place to find common ground. Maybe you both like MCU films or Star Wars films or other kinds of, you know, mysteries or thrillers or different kinds of books, or you go to different kinds of conventions. What can you find that is a friendly place to build off of that you don't just begin with? So turns out God does love you, but you're also a sinner and need to come to Christ. That is not the common ground that you want to build on because that's really not even loving. You are interested in them for more than that. Now, one other idea in this section, and we'll move on. There's actually much more we could say about this, okay? And in the workshop version, we'll go dive deep much more into this. But you want to be honest about your kingdom-centeredness. You don't want to veil your commitment to Christ. That will only backfire because it'll be like, well, why didn't you share this earlier? You're not going to trick anybody into becoming a Christian. You're not going to wade them into the water and you don't have to be bullheaded or grab a bullhorn or, or, you know, be really loud about this. You just don't want to make any effort to minimize the fact that it's true you are a Christian. So sometimes I'll say something like this. When someone asks me uh, about my my spiritual deal, often I'll lead it. Hey, tell me about your spiritual background when the relationship is an appropriate place. Tell me about your spiritual background. And they might ask me, and I will say something to the effect of, Hey, I make a lot of mistakes, but God has shown me a lot of mercy. I don't always do it well, but I truly do love Jesus and I know he loves me. That phrase right there, my friends, positions things very well for you. One, you're being honest about your 
love for God. So that won't be a surprise at all in the future. You're also demonstrating that he loves you. And that's a very comforting thing. Many people hope God loves them, but they don't know God loves them. And so you expressing that confidence is really great. But here's a really helpful part about the beginning of the sentence. I make a lot of mistakes, but God has shown me a lot of mercy. What does that tell them? It tells them, um, I'm not just, it, it would be hard for you to categorize me as just one of the hypocrites, hypocrites that people talk about, because I'm telling you on the front end, I do make a lot of mistakes. You will find inconsistency, consistency in my character. Now, especially if you have, you know, some pretty decent character, they're going to say, oh, that seems very humble because I don't see that a lot in you, but they will find it eventually, probably. And then you say, God has shown me a lot of mercy. That means you're, you have an awareness. You're not trying to be a good person for God. God loves you and he has shown you a lot of mercy. In other words, you're presenting a little mini gospel drop right here. I make a lot of mistakes, but God has shown me a lot of mercy. I don't always do it well, but I truly love Jesus and he loves me. So I would commend that to you as a line that you've memorized that explains how you feel about Jesus with relative ease. So what do we say? In deliberate intentionality, we said there's really three things that people need. We need, if we're going to help someone know Christ, we pray for them, we're around them, and we invite them. In these first two sections, we said spiritual preparation is so important. This is the Christmas cookie dough. We said deliberate intentionality. This is the idea that I want to have a fish finder. I don't want to just float out into the middle of the pond and hope something happens. Uh, We're going to go where the people are. We're going to be intentional about our spheres of authority, and we're going to build relationship with those who are open. We're going to build common ground based on what we actually know about them that would be a helpful place to, you know, connect on. And we're going to be their actual friend and not veil our Jesus commitment slash centeredness. All right, we'll come back in the next section and talk about gentle clarity. Well, my friends, that's all the time we have for today. Can I encourage you to check out some additional leadership development content at fierce.church slash leadership, or you can just go to bibleleadership.com. That still works. It'll take you to the right place. Of course, sharing the podcast goes a long way toward helping other up-and-coming Christian leaders find it, so please don't miss an opportunity to be the pipeline someone else's blessing comes through. If you're currently watching on YouTube, be sure to leave a thumbs up if it was helpful, or even a thumbs down if it was bad. The FLP is part of the Fierce Church family of podcasts. If you do not have a home church and you're looking for a Bible preaching community that has its heart set on passionately knowing Jesus and being his witness in our generation, check out Fierce.Church. We'd love for you to join us either digitally or in person. Hey, special shout out to all the patrons who give generously to support this ministry. And if you would like to support the FLP, consider checking out our Patreon page at patreon.com slash fierce leadership, where you can help us develop spiritual development resources for as little as $1 a month. All right, my friends, keep leading strong today.